Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Flophouse Mini. That's right. It's the Flophouse, but not at the maxi size. It's the mini size with wings. And tonight we wanted to do Best a special mini. Describing it. <laughs> to help uh, promote and endorse our Flophouse virtual live show, which is uh -huh. happening this evening. If you're listening to this on the day of its release, which is Saturday, uh, March 19th, then today you can watch our Flophouse live virtual show where we talk about Masters of the Universe. Uh, it starts at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. To get tickets, you just go to theflophouse.simpletix.com. Now, if you're listening to this a couple days after release, you missed the show, I'm sorry to say, but you can still Buy a ticket and download the recording of the show. You have one week to do that. After that week, the show will disappear forever and no one will ever see it again. We've got new presentations from us. Dan has some kind of surprise thing that he's not going to tell us what it is. Stu says True. he has a surprise. Yeah. I'm just going to be there. And I'm, I'm taking he, bets. Elliot and I have been taking bets, but I think Dan's going to show whole. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I'm betting no, but Stuart's yeah. been betting yes. And, uh, so that's the if you want to see if Dan shows whole, that's theflophouse.simpletix.com today. That's, that's that's up to you, Dan. And so in order to uh, in order to get people in the mood for a Don't. movie like Mass, no, not for you, not for your whole Dan or holes okay, plural. Thank God, because it's not happening. No, in order to get people in the mood for Masters of the Universe, a movie based on a toy line, I thought mm -hmm. today we'd take a look at toys based on movies. That's right. It's time for Elliot Kalin's Once Every 35 Years, 10 Best Movie-Related Action Figures. Oh, That's I right. I did it. one when I was five years old 35 years ago, and I'll do one again in the future when I'm 75 years old. It's a 35-year thing like Haley's Comet if it – Haley's Comet came around 35 years instead of whatever it is, 70-something. So today, Dan, Stu – yeah. Why don't you come with me on a little walk down toy memory lane as we look okay. at Elliot's choices for the top 10 best movie-related action figures. Now, mm. and these are now again, these are toy lines based on movies. These are not toys that were adapted into movies. So there's no Ninja mm. Turtles on this list. Mm -hmm. There's no uh Thundercats, there's no Transformers, uh -huh. any of uh -huh. that stuff. Uh so uh Wait, did they make a they make a Thundercats movie? Uh well they they've been talking about making one for a long time, you know. What about they Silver made a Hawks? Thunderbirds movie? I know that, but that's right? not the same thing. No, different. <laughs> uh, they and they wait. They made they a the Birds movie. Yeah, they made a the Birds movie. The, it's yeah. called the Birds. <laughs> and it's based Hitchcock on the toy made. line. It's yeah. based on the movie of the same name. <laughs> wait, so the movie is based on the movie of the same name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, interesting. Got him. Uh, it's it's the Alfred Hitchcock was really eating his own tail on that one. Mm -hmm. So which was good because he didn't want people to know he had a tail. So that was the only way to get rid of it back then. They didn't have the surgery; he had to eat it right off. It's like so turning anyway, red. Uh, I sent you guys a packet of photos. Yeah. Uh, so feel free to go to the first page of that packet. Please don't look ahead to the uh, later pictures. And you you should be seeing uh, number ten. Uh, yes. Dan Stewart, uh, can you describe what you're seeing here? Uh, well, it is a gremlin. <laughs> Yeah, I will say that much. Uh, it looks like uh, Mohawk. Uh, it's Stripe. 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 Oh, sorry. <laughs> Mohawk movie. is the later one. I couldn't yes. remember. They both have Mohawks. Is the confusing thing. Mohawks but, is more of a more of a spiky uh, thing. Spiky Mohawk. Stripe has white hair because he's a right. silver sorry. fox. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. Okay. It <laughs> yeah. is Stripe. It is Stripe. Me, uh, Stripe. Trickster king of the gremlins. And <laughs> that's a great way to describe him. I love yeah, it. He's like Coyote. <laughs> he looks yeah. a little. 
uh, bent out of shape. I guess that's kind of a pun because he's literally a plastic thing that has been kind of bent around. I mean, gremlins are like twisted creatures, standing. right? They're not yeah, meant to. Yeah, and this one is literally twisted. So this yeah. is the Gremlins rubber figure from 1984. This is mm. a toy I had and I loved very much. As you can see from the picture, he's kind of doing kind of a shimmy Charleston type dance. Yeah, yeah. They were very hard to get to stand <laughs> up properly. Yeah. And uh, the best this person could do was bend the knees inward and have the hands kind of like off to the side as if he's dancing. Uh -huh. but, so this is my number 10 pick for the best movie-related toys. It was a bendy stripe. It looked great. It felt rubbery like you imagine real gremlin skin would feel. And uh -huh. adding to the excitement of it was the fact that I played with it so much that the metal wires inside that held its shape oh, started poking yeah. out through the rubber skin yeah. and it became like dangerous. Just like my bones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so just like the real stripe, it was very dangerous to play with. Watch out, everybody. And also, yeah. you shouldn't get it wet because it would not dry. It would just smell. Yeah, um, that's a good, good point. Did you, you ever have, try feeding that shit after midnight? <laughs> I Well, I mean, it would be pointless. He's a gremlin already, but I what guess... Happens, what <laughs> happens if you feed a gremlin after midnight? Does it become a super gremlin? <laughs> it does become... I have to assume it becomes a super gremlin or it goes back and becomes a mogwai. No one ever tried it before. Whoa! So uh, that's, that's the gremlin's figure. Do you guys have any gremlin's toy memories? Uh, I don't have any Gremlins toy memories. A couple years back, I think it was our first Christmas together as, uh, as you know, partnered in any way. Audrey got me a Gremlin figure that has, it's from the original movie and it's got a lot of the movie theater, um, you know, accoutrement. Like it has mm -hmm, uh, 3D, little glasses. 3D glasses and a beer and a cigarette and uh, uh -huh. popcorn bags you can put on the ears. It's a nice little... I've I've lost at least two of these smaller items that came along with it already, but I am very fond of my uh, Gremlins figure. What about you, Stu? Yeah, so uh, just like you guys, uh, I love Gremlins 2, and when Gremlins 2 came out, there was a I think Topps put out a series of trading cards, and I obsessively collected them. At the time, I probably should have uh, identified this as a signifier of upcoming addictive obsession uh, habits, mm. and I should have nipped it in the bud. Unfortunately, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, at the same time, I was playing the Nintendo game Gremlins 2, which was based on the movie, and that mm -hmm. was the first Much Nintendo game. like the birds game. was based on the birds. Yeah. I think that was the first Nintendo game that I beat, and I remember taking a picture of the end game screen that couldn't have been the first game I beat. DuckTales was the first game I beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like Gremlins 2 was a game that I beat, and I'm like, hell yeah. So I took a picture, and I sent that shit into Nintendo Power. Did not hear back from them. <laughs> oof, oof. <laughs> Their loss. That was Their a fun game. I, 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 look, no, no shades, too. A little bit of an easy game, but a very fun game. Well, I why like do you that. think they didn't print it in Nintendo Power? Yeah, they sent it in and Nestor opened up the envelope and was like, this easy stuff? Not yeah. not magazine worthy. Yep. You know what I just remembered that I had that I really loved was, I don't, I think it was like some sort of uh, uh, fast food tie-in maybe. I had a series of records that told the story of Gremlins. Yes, yeah, I had those also. Yeah, and the, and there were there were storybooks that that told it. Yeah. Order. There was one called what Billy's New Pet or something like that. Mm -hmm. and anyway, mm -hmm. I had a lot of Gremlins toys as a kid. A lot of them are still at my mom's apartment. I, we, had, we had so many gizmos, but this one I think has disappeared, <laughs> which is good because it was lousy with gizmos. <laughs> Always lousy. a gizmo, had, never a stripe. We had gizmos up the wazoo. Anyway, so let's move on to the next one. Don't scroll okay. too far. Just oh, go to the next scroll. page. Okay. Just go to the next I'm scrolling page. Scrolling ahead. Oh. 
Okay, so now we're going to number nine. This is Showtime Beetlejuice from 1989. Yeah. Dan, can you describe this toy? This so, puzzly, ill-thought-out <laughs> toy. Yeah. So if you imagine um, in Beetlejuice where he says, it's Showtime. That, that, is, <laughs> that is what makes this Showtime Beetlejuice because uh, he's got the, you know, like the carousel head uh, hat kind of thing with like bat wings around. He doesn't have the long... Um, hammer the mallet arms, yeah. mallet arms that he does have at that point in the thing, but they have tossed in on the side a banister, uh, Beetlejuice snake, you know, the snake with the Beetlejuice head, although it is really tiny, it looks like kind of a it's it's like smaller than his arm. Yeah, it's, it's made it's made a, kind of attached to his arm, and here, according to the, the packaging, it's called a rotten rattler. Mm. Uh, and so the reason I included this was this was my first experience with Beetlejuice was seeing this toy at a friend's house and having no idea what it could possibly be. <laughs> that it does not look I'm like sure the Beetlejuice uh, character very much. Like the sculpt does not look like. Yeah, Michael I'm sure you were able to to easily extrapolate what the plot of the movie was. <laughs> <laughs> it was like okay, this guy has a carnival for a head. He's, so he's it's about probably this a couple ghost. that die in an accident. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's it a was tragedy, amazing. Really. I, I feel like my my first experience with Beetlejuice was this toy, then the Beetlejuice cartoon, and only many years later, the movie. So for years, I thought that Beetlejuice was the star of the movie Beetlejuice and didn't realize that, if anything, he's the villain of the movie. But yeah, this was, I always thought it was a strange choice to make your Beetlejuice figure from one moment in the movie when his head is misshapen and yeah, he's turned I, into something else. We have to talk about that in the upper right corner of the packaging, we have a Beetlejuice who has, you know, Again, he's got human legs and arms and hands, or at least Beetlejuice human legs, arms, and hands. But his face is sort of the snake Beetlejuice. Yeah, he's got like a snake head. Like he's one of the bad yeah, guys a little from word the yeah. Forgotten Woods. What's that, what's the, that word balloon say, Dan? The word balloon says, can I be scary or what? And then above so. that, you'll notice it says ages four and up, <laughs> which seems wildly inappropriate. Yeah, very. To old playing with this. Very optimistic. Mm. Uh, there's something, and there's a, and I'm going to touch on this actually in the He-Man live show is the inappropriateness in the 1980s of what materials were deemed licensable for, for children's merchandise. It was just like anything goes and it doesn't matter how scary or is, rated the movie, you know. And this is after the like Saturday Night Live Dan Aykroyd sketches where they make jokes about toy manufacturers not giving a fuck about killing kids with their horrible toys. Yes, and it was right before the classic Kill Big Red commercial. which is yeah. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, the big the big red SNL commercial, which is a Viking whose helmet spins and just squirts red toxic goop <laughs> all over the place. Mm -hmm. So yeah, people knew that toys that kids played with toys. They didn't think like, oh yeah, an adult would like this. Uh, at the time, to kids toys were for kids, you know. So let's move on to the next one. This can be a more this is a slightly more sure. modern toy. Let's go to number eight. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you recognize all the characters oh. in this. Uh, yeah. This is. This is a Star Wars set. These are some of your favorite characters. Zet, Jukasa, Baron, <laughs> Papanoda, uh, Tyr, Tanil, and Chi, Kiri. And uh, this, of mm. course, everyone knows that this is the Star Wars Lucas Collectors set, which is the set collecting all the characters George Lucas and his kids played in the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> and I got to really? say, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty cool move for a dad to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's a fucking flex. That's amazing. What's amazing also is, if you look at this smaller picture, one of the figures, the uh, Chi Ikuri figure, I think it is, is side-eyeing the George Lucas figure like, Dad, I can't believe you made me dress up like this. 
Oh, that but uh, one of my big regrets is when I when I got a tour of uh, Industrial Light and Magic years ago is not buying this in the gift shop that they had uh, because it would be because I just thought it was such a crazy thing to have where it was like yes. yeah yeah I love Star Wars so much that I want toys of the creator's family <laughs> that I <laughs> yeah, can especially play because with. like in terms of you know being in the movie I don't know ex- actually what these characters are but they kind of all like they give the vibe of like oh they would be standing behind queen amidala in one scene yeah yes yes very much so these are not major characters but star wars has never let that stop them from making a toy that a character is only appears in one frame you know like it's one thing it's one thing to do this and it's another thing to wear like as a as a rap gift for peter jackson some of the crew got together and hired the the Perry twins, the miniature sculptors, to sculpt up a set of figurines of Peter and Fran and their kids as 28 millimeter figurines, which is amazing. And I think that's super cool. And that's he very also sweet. he also commissioned those same sculptors to sculpt up a line of New Zealand World War One infantry, which is super cool too. Mm. But he didn't try and sell them to to people that aren't his family. <laughs> yeah, he didn't package them and then sell them. You'll notice also it says in the corner here, ages four plus. Uh, four-year-olds <laughs> love to play with George Lucas's family members. It's just, they love it. Uh, the, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a weird, it's a weird flex to be like, mm, you want a complete Star Wars figure set? Buy my children. Uh, <laughs> so let's move on to the next, the next page. Um, yes. Now this is this is a more oh, niche, wow. even if anything, an even more niche product than the Lucas family uh, figures. Yeah. This is this is uh, from the Silent Screamers line from 2000 2001, which was the strange thing of uh, they, they look like McFarland toys, but they're not McFarland toys. Where they are horror toys of characters from silent movies, and this is Maria from Metropolis. And here's what I like about it: one, yeah, I want a figure of Maria from Metropolis, maybe the greatest. Yeah robot in the movies. I mean, it's like C-3PO, but a lady. But the things I think are funny about this is that the, the sculpt for this figure has made her boobs so much bigger than they are in the movie. <laughs> they're, they're giant. Yeah, well, also she's sitting with her legs splayed wide, wide apart in the packaging. Like, yeah. Mostly well, in packaging, you just have like someone just standing there. But this, th- this is Maria spreading this uh, robot. Yeah. Well, she's sitting on the throne where she's for- where she turns into where she loses her robot shape and becomes mm-hmm. Maria, the uh, the uh, taking the form of the uh, the worker's daughter. Maria. Yes. But there is something. Yeah, it does look like her legs are kind of cocked at a uh, at like a sexy angle. You know, mm-hmm. uh, guys. And I want to talk to you. Is there anything nerdier? Then, and I have a reason for asking this: Is there anything nerdier than buying a kind of gritty action figure of a character from a silent horror film from the nineteen twenties? Uh, you know what? I would normally say no, but I feel like this is a setup for something. No, I yeah. think you're right, guys. I think no, I think you're right. Wait, Stuart, what were you going to say? Yes or no? What? I was going to say like I feel like this. If I if I bring somebody home to show them my well appointed uh, living room and I have my display cabinet like where Shea I put Welland. all my in packaged uh, figurines, mm-hmm. I would probably put this one near the back. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm asking you this because I did not own this figure, but I did own a different figure from this line: oh. the Caesar the Somnambulist figure from the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. <laughs> Uh, who uh that figure it's like it's super you know 
Edward Scissorhands gothy looking, but it also yeah. kind of looks like the artist Michael Allred, uh, creator of Madman. Now, uh, I want you to scroll down. There's a runner-up for number seven on this list. If you go scroll down, just the next one. Okay, uh, hold on. Runner-up. Let me know when you get there. Oh, my. The runner-up is the Nosferatu figure of the same Silent Screamers line. And the reason this really I- got to me is, one, <laughs> it's one of the few figures that comes with several mice, several dead rats as things mm. that you can have as accessories. But also, I think it's possibly the least anti-Semitic Nosferatu I've ever seen, which really hit me, that they yeah. they managed to make one that did not feel like it was a cartoon in a, in a Nazi have, newspaper. I have to say that this feels like... Um, the spitting image version of Nosferatu, <laughs> the, the 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 British puppet satire yeah, program, like they did right. a, a a version it's a very of Punch and Judy Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little distorted from what you know from the F. W. Murnau movie. It I feel like that, that was. I've, I feel like the packaging makes some promises that I don't know if it's going to be able to keep. Like yeah. it says featuring skin burns when exposed to sun. <laughs> yeah, I never had this one, so I don't know if that actually happened or not. Seems like Plagued it's hard to keep it mint. base with extra rats. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. Like, I get it. I, I, one rat is fine, so guys. rats. And you'll, you'll notice that this one also, the base connected to the base of the Renfield figure, which was sold separately. Uh, but you're right. <laughs> these, these figures were done with like this, you know, this kind of twisted 90s kind of like distorted yeah, goth yeah. style. There was around this time that they had these like, like twisted Wizard of Oz figures too, where they were all kind of like tough and scary. And that's, it was along those lines. It was in that kind of Marilyn Manson, we're going to take Alice in Wonderland or whatever and make it like, make it Cormac McCarthy twisted. Ellie, I mean, yeah. Would you say this is your daddy's Nosferatu? I would say this is not your daddy's Nosferatu (laughs) because your daddy didn't have a Nosferatu. Your great grandfather had a Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So uh, before before we take a brief break for ads, I want to just go down to one more. I want to go down okay. to the next the next one. Go down to the next uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, page. So this is number six. Don't scroll fast. Number oh. six. And so Dan, oh, can you shit. describe this? Or Stuart, you describe this figure <laughs> since you had such a reaction to it. Well, it looks like uh, a shirtless, unmuscled man with a mustache, <laughs> described as German mechanic action figure from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. That's right, oh. and you'll notice that somehow, according this this picture I took from the internet, it was on sale for two dollars and eleven cents, which is a strange price. <laughs> it's a strange number to put on a price tag. I, I would like to highlight the inset. It's there's a little. Move. There's a little uh, inset picture of the figure in action that says quick action arm for realistic play because that's what i'm looking for i don't know what uh, unrealistic play would be like like i'm sorry bobby you're yeah you're you're moving that action figure around but it just doesn't feel like a realistic play to me so uh and again yeah ages ages foreign up <laughs> ages foreign up the the character of the the beefy Nazi that punches Indy in the face before being killed by a propeller is yeah. for ages four and up, of course. Now, this figure, what what I like about it is partly, one, it's a character you would not expect them to make a toy of. He's only in one mm-hmm. scene, and there's nothing particularly distinctive about him other than being bald and having a mustache. Two, that they call him German mechanic as opposed to, like, Nazi soldier or something mm. like that. Because the fact that he's a mechanic doesn't really play into his character in no. the movie. He doesn't wield he a, a wrench or anything, you know. Punches. And, uh, but also that when you look at the actual figure itself, he just kind of looks like a dad. He looks like yeah. a dad who took his shirt off to wash the car. 
Yeah, he looks significantly <laughs> less intimidating than he does in the movie. In the movie, you're like, like oh, man, this dude is going to fuck Indy up. But the figure, you're like, oh, nothing. Oh, he's a little potato. Yeah, no, he's no, got a... He's got a dad bod a little bit. He's, you know, a little bit. I mean, I, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> he doesn't have enough uh, body hair to be a bear, but he's got like, you know, nice mustache. I, I, he's, he, I yeah. like that this is a Kenner figure. Uh, you know, <laughs> Kenner, obviously known uh, for the original Star Wars uh, action figures. Like, Did they so do G.I. Joe as well, or was that Hasbro? G.I. Joe is Hasbro, I, I do believe. But Kenner, of course. Famously uh, got the Star Wars, uh, got the Star Wars license and rode that to the the money bank, as opposed to it, I don't know the other the kinds normal, of banks to the the other. goblin a bank sperm from, bank where they'd yeah. be like, why are you bringing these toys here? This is this we don't want people to use these while they're while they're delivering. Or the blood bank, which is where Blade hangs out outside waiting for <laughs> suckheads to walk in. And he's like, I'm going to yeah. smoke y'all. Now this one doesn't come with any accessories, but if it did, I imagine it would come with like a can of beer. And probably like a little portable yeah. black and white television set that it could it could it could prop in a garage on top on of like a workbench. A, yeah, or like a folding chair, <laughs> or a pretzel. <laughs> or a pretzel would be really well. He's a German mechanic, like a big a big a pretzel. Doughy yeah. pretzel. <laughs> yeah, just a one. Come on, Kenner, give him a pretzel. That, Come on, hang out with that guy with a pretzel German. and some beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to imagine that at some point. A kid got this toy, took it out of the package. Of course, they want to play with it and then left it in a box and that someone then found it without the packaging and was like, why does he have a shirtless, like a shirtless, hairless bear daddy? Like, why does he have a toy of this? Um, because there's nothing else about him that that particularly screams adventure. Now uh, was so, now was Roadblock the G.I. Joe guy who kind of looked like this or was that Leatherneck? I mean, this, this guy reminds me of uh, Sergeant Slaughter but without the hat and the sunglasses. And he wore a shirt. It sounds like uh, you're talking about all of his distinguishing characteristics. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Now, let's take a break. I've got a few more toys for us to go through, but don't scroll ahead. Let's take a break because we've got got some sponsors on this episode. Dan, would you like to uh, tell us, tell the sponsors are not toy makers, unfortunately. That would have been a (laughs) real coup. Dan, who's sponsoring us on this episode? It's a real hard left turn. I want to talk to you briefly about microdosing this is a time of uh i feel like that goes hand in hand with laughing about toys it really is it does this is a time in our lives guys where you know maybe we want to chill out a little bit without impairing our judgment i think that like that is kind of the vibe of a current society yeah yeah, yeah. if you've heard about microdosing if you search around on the internet you know that a lot of people are doing it to just feel better to like chill out to perform better our show today is sponsored by microdose gummies they uh, microdose gummies deliver a perfect entry-level dose of thc that helps you feel the right amount of good i have had experience with them i will say they do make you feel the right amount of good yeah they, i'll back you up on that they don't they don't mess you up they just <laughs> Maybe maybe you're just a little more equipped <laughs> to handle what the world throws at you. Um, uh, I I have enjoyed them. I will say that microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, just do a quick search online or go to microdosegummies.com and use code FLOP. That's F L O P to get free shipping and thirty percent off your first order. 
Links can be found in the show description, but again, that is microdosegummies.com and code FLOP. Hey, the show is also sponsored by Squarespace. You know what? You probably need a website. Uh, and Squarespace is that all-in-one platform for building that website and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful, very professional-looking website. You can engage with your audience. You can sell anything. Think about it. Products, services, content, whatever. <laughs> Even your time. Who cares? <laughs> I, I don't. Now, uh... Some of the uh, Squarespace, we've talked about it before. Again, it provides a lot of awesome uh, features, everything from displaying your social media profiles to your website to getting automatic push notifications to selling products on an online store to using insights to grow your business. Learn where your site, uh, who visits your site and where your sales are coming from, which is actually pretty helpful. Um, So head to squarespace.com slash flop for your free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use your offer code flop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Like if you're trying to create a website that's all about Elliot's favorite toys, you can do that now and make it look much more professional than what Elliot gave us to look at these pictures of toys. I mean, I didn't didn't know I needed to make it uh, publication ready. It's... (laughs) I think you're doing that just this, fine, buddy. This internally use internal use document had to, had to be hitting the stands tomorrow. It's literally just a word document where, or I sent it to you as a PDF, I guess, where it's one picture with a line of text on it. But there's just a certain okay. level of professionalism I've come to expect from podcasters. Okay? <laughs> I want to remind everybody, as I mentioned before, if you're listening to this on the day of release, that's Saturday, March nineteenth, that. Today is the day of our Flophouse Live virtual show where we're talking about Masters of the Universe, the greatest movie based on a toy line. No, of course it's not, but I can't think of any off the top of my head that are better. Uh, It's going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. It's only $10 for your ticket, and if you get it, you have one week of access to the downloaded video. We're going to have some new merchandise for sale during the show that's only available during the week of the show, and we're going to be doing new presentations and stuff. It's going to be great. That's theflophouse.simpletix.com for tickets, theflophouse.simpletix.com. So that's tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, theflophouse.simpletix.com. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Maximum Fun is a network by and for cool, popular people. But did you know it also has an offering designed to appeal to nerds? A show for nerds? 
On Maximum Fun? The devil, you say? It's true. It's called The Greatest Generation, and they review episodes of a television program for nerds called Star Trek. They've reviewed TNG, DS9, and are now reviewing Voyager. Hey, Star Trek. My daughter enjoys that program. Well, if she enjoys that, and she enjoys humor of the flatulent variety, might I recommend she subscribe to The Greatest Generation? Hey, are you calling my kid a nerd? Why, I oughta... Well, gotta go! Become a friend of the DeSoto by subscribing to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org today! Okay, now, without further ado, let's get to the second half of this list, which is my five, my five favorite toys based on movies. Now, guys, we're getting into some really special ones here that mean a lot to me, so let's scroll down mm-hmm. to the next one, number okay, five. So let's go to number five. Again, don't <laughs> skip ahead. <laughs> and you're, you're going to see, Love I think, one of, the, one of the classic tie-in figures. Dan, tell me what you see. Uh, it's uh, Bob the Goon from Batman the movie. That's the... <laughs> that's the that's, Tim Burton's that's, original Batman from, what is it, 89, I think? 1989. I... I I forget the name of the actor. He was in a lot of uh, Jonathan Demme movies. <laughs> Stop <laughs> making sense. Yeah, classic character actor, Bob the Goon. Uh, he's got a Uzi. He's got a knife. He's got a hat. And uh, apparently, according to this, um, this like wham, uh, you know, balloon here, uh, he's got a button-activated power kick. I want to see mm-hmm. that shit in action. Or as it says, coup de pied mécanique, <laughs> action par un bouton. Yeah, th- so this might be a Canadian package. It lists everything in English and French. This is Bob the Joker's Goon, as portrayed in the movie by Tracy Walter. And Tracy yeah, Walter. it is. This was one of your first movie-based bad guys that I, of, uh, in toy form that I remember as a kid. And I have to admit, the character of Bob the Goon didn't make a huge impression on me in the film. Uh, yeah. But seeing the toy, I was like, oh, I guess he must be a major character. What's so striking to me about this toy is that <laughs> the figure does not even look like, doesn't look like the actor and doesn't even look like the picture of the actor on the packaging. Instead, well, the it picture looks like, the, on the packaging also doesn't look like the actor. It doesn't actor, look like the actor, that's true. <laughs> I would say the picture on the packaging looks a little bit more like the actor the, the, and the figure looks more like if Willie Nelson had played <laughs> Bob the Joker's goon. That's, sure, and the picture on the packaging looks more like available. Billy Jack. Yes, yeah. he looks just like Billy Jack. If Billy well, Jack that was went thing, bad. They had all these Billy Jack figures sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got to say, you, you said that he's a bad guy, and you know what? You can tell he's a bad guy because this is for ages five and up. <laughs> yeah, this is not for kids. Only no, for, five and up. You can have Bob the, goon. Bob the Goon. And, of course, his accessories are, I think, as Dan mentioned, a gun, a knife, and his hat so that his hat can come <laughs> off when you need it to. And go, woo! Yeah, yeah, when he sees Batman's <laughs> secret identity and his fucking wit- hat flips off his head. And you got you to gotta give them credit over at, uh, I forget which company this is, uh, you got to give them credit that with Star Wars, they'll make up a whole name and a backstory for every figure, even if it's not in any way connected to what happens in the movie. But with Bob, no, uh-uh, not even a last name. He is Bob, he is the Joker's goon, that is all the information you're going to get. Yeah. And I hope you enjoy it. Uh, to be honest, he looks more like Bob from Twin Peaks than he does like Bob in the Batman movie. So, Which would uh, I would say is for ages six and up at least. At, at least, but maybe, something. Maybe it's, but maybe it's a hidden Batman-Twin Peaks crossover, which would have been great, Dan. Here's something significant I would like to say about the picture of Bob the Goon. So he's wearing a hat. If you look at the head. That is significant. Yep. That, if you look at the head, 
the 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 hat seems to like cover up to like where his eye is on his hat mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. if you know beneath that the hat his head narrows significantly in sort of a zippy the pinhead <laughs> the cone heads sort of scenario like i do not understand how a normal human head would have this size hat uh worn as i would also here. i would also say that this uh this packaging art looks a lot like magic the gathering and other fantasy artist paulo parente's work who knows hmm. maybe <laughs> Could be. Uh, so that's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of good detailing on this art. The uh, the the uh, kind of expanding waist of the jacket that he's wearing is very lovingly de- detailed. Uh, yeah. So so that's pretty nice. But yeah, you're right. That hat doesn't, it looks like a big chunk Does of his head. Does not line up. Yeah. Yeah, so Dan, maybe I that's why he works for the Joker because he's he lost part of his head and he's looking for it. Now, I haven't seen the new with the Batman movie. Does mm-hmm. Bob show up in that? Please tell me Bob the Goon. Does not show up in oh, the new that's too bad. The Batman. Uh, well, they're waiting for the spinoff, The Bob. I mean, yeah. maybe it wasn't long enough. Do you think there's a director's cut that's like five <laughs> hours long where Bob the Goon shows up? The funny thing is, I went, like, again, I don't know if we, I don't think we mentioned it in this episode. I think we uh, pull back the curtain. We recorded two things at once tonight, which is a rare occurrence, but. Uh, which is probably the, why everyone's extra spicy and the, bad at their jobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. In the previous thing, uh, we recorded, I reckon, Which is an I, episode that will come out a week after this one. Yes. I referenced um, having a Almo season pass, which means that, you know, like you pay a certain amount. You go and see, you, you can see one movie a day. Dan flexing on all our listeners I'm, here. Yeah, <laughs> it's wow. Flexing. He it's, can see wow. movies whenever he wants. Taking Squarespace okay. money and paying, putting it My right toward the Almo. My point I will see certain things that maybe I wouldn't see otherwise. Uh-huh. Uh, the other week, I did a double feature of Uncharted and the Batman. Wow, Dan, you need hobbies. You got to yeah, find I, something to do with your time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think life may uh, turn around, but uh, the, <laughs> my point is the Batman famously That's what we three hours for right three hours long. So watching Uncharted before the Batman may have added to my impression of the Batman, which was it was a it was a. Uh, an old fashioned butt buster. It, uh, yeah, I, my butt felt <laughs> yeah. in pain after watching the three I, hour The Batman. I fantasize about the times when I would get to go do double features at the mm. movie theater. I haven't done that yeah. in a long time. I have not still done that in my a very num- long time. Still, my best one was The Witch, or no, it was Upgrade followed by Hereditary. Oh, what a man. fucking double feature! Yeah, Ooh, wow. I was Ooh. fucking wasted by the end of that. Yeah, shit. if anything, I like I can't argue with that. Other than I would probably switch him. I, I like I feel like Upgrade would be a little bit more fun after that. Well, why don't you go back in time true. and tell Stuart Although, years ago say, to do it the man, other way, when Dan? People, when yeah. the, man, after when every, when people first see Tony Collette crawling on them walls, <laughs> everyone's hooting and hollering, it rules. Yeah. <laughs> now that's a fun one to see in the theater. Oh, what a movie. That has one of my favorite floating body effects, hereditary. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. So anyway, that's Batman. Bob the Joker's goon. It's a classic toy. Uh, Dan recommends the Batman. He thinks it's great. It'll make your butt bust. So let's move on to the next page. Bust your butt at the back. Now, this is, again, another uh, toy based on a movie. Uh, scroll down to the next one. Don't scroll any further. Just go to number okay. four. Okay. I love now, this. Now this, is, now, this is the bull alien from the Aliens toy line from 1993. <laughs> Were you guys aware that in 1993... Uh, almost 15 years after the movie Aliens came out, they released an Aliens toy line where they imagined, hey, 
what would happen if the alien was in different kinds of animals? And right, this is so, what it would like coming out of a bull. So describe so this bull for me, Dan. This is uh, uh, like if the alien infected uh, bull from TV's Night Court is what you're saying. No, no, not at all. No, you're misunderstanding. That's Richard a base, it's a, I understand, but that's a misunderstanding. It's not. It's not actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, Which is weird because Richard Mull's blood is already acidic. <laughs> yeah, but that's just because he eats so much to, so much ketchup and vinegar. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, so I this, would say about this, it looks like a it looks like a bull, and it looks mm-hmm. like an alien, and it is also it it looks like someone has sort of half half haphazardly, half heartedly spray painted part of this bull alien red. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of uh, rhyme nor reason to which parts of this is are sort of reddish, but now, ex- that's now what describe it is. to me again what's what's the uh, what's what makes it bullish? What makes it bullish? Uh, it uh, the, other than the fact that it the, other than the fact that it is it's hedging big on gold right now. Yeah, it feels good about the future of the market. Um, the way its its legs are are kind of as if it's like paw, uh, paw, hoofing at the ground. I don't know how you say it. Uh, stamping as if it's going to, you know, charge. And it's got some bull horns. Those would be now, the two what, Now, Elliot, are these things. the same figure in both pictures? Because one's yes. neck is way shorter than the other mm. neck. So that's the thing. It had a, it had a head-butting power where its oh. neck could extend. So this is it standing uh-huh. up with the neck extended and also sitting, sitting forward. That's now just, we're talking about you, the alien that's already got a weird amount of phallic imagery. <laughs> yes, and now it also has an extending <laughs> extending uh, veiny neck as well. Yes, you've, you've understood it completely. Yeah, HR, uh, that was H.R. Giger's fucking design notes to the bull alien design. <laughs> I should also. I, I, you're going to be happy to know that there's also a gorilla alien which had a head that you could squeeze and water would squirt out of it. Just continuing that <laughs> that imagery. Now, uh, the thing I like about this, the bullet alien in particular, I love the horns. It makes it look satanic, like it's a demon alien. But also, you can kind of build your own story around it. Like, hey, what if Ripley... She's had a hard time with all these aliens. She just wants to take a load off. She goes to the Calgary Stampede, the famous <laughs> sure. show in Calgary, and she yep. just wants to take in some bulls at this rodeo show. But then, uh-oh, there's an alien inside one of the bulls. And mm-hmm. it gets out. Maybe it uses its horns to tear through someone's belly, an al- a bull's belly, I guess. And it's just wrecking havoc. And now she's got to get on a cow or a horse and rope that bull. And it's a, you can it, there's endless hours of imaginative play that way. You make up yeah, your own I mean, story. I mean, I mean, for me, it's I don't know about you guys, but I was just tired of Ferdinand just sitting under that fucking tree, just dicking around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he should get a xenomorph on the face and squirt out a little bull alien. Yeah, and they take that bull alien to the to the bullfighting ring, and exactly. all the lady lovely ladies have flowers in the hair, and he sniffs that the flowers and just tears the head off of the Toreador. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. just how it happens. So that's the aliens, bull alien. Again, this I don't have the packaging, so I don't know what ages this was recommended for. But this was nineteen ninety three. Three and up. <laughs> three and up probably. Yeah, I'm gonna say eighty to eighty five. Yeah, this is nineteen ninety three. <laughs> so it's still the era before toys were like a grown up collectible. Yeah, uh, explicitly. So let's move on to number two. Now this. Oh no, start to number three. Let's move on to the next one. Number three. This is the toy I wanted the most when I was a kid. Oh, look so at this. so this is uh, the city set. Yeah. From the commercials for the real Ghostbusters toys, this was not a toy available in stores. 
this was the set that the professional commercial directors and set designers made uh, to show off the Ghostbusters toys. This was not a toy you could buy. It was a little bit Th of a tease on your it, part, Elliot. Well, this was a tease on the part of the advertisers, Dan, because this is what I always wanted <laughs> to, to use with my Ghostbusters toys, and yet I could not because it didn't exist. It was not buyable. Yeah, and yeah. I would just watch these commercials, and I'd be like, sell us the buildings. I want the city yeah. buildings. That's what you I want. Wish, yeah, you wish that you had some kind of, uh, you were some kind of oligarch who I mean, could just buy whatever you wanted. <laughs> yeah, I could, just call up, I could just call up the commercial and say, bring that to me, and they'd have to do it. Now, these are impressive little sets. They look like, you know, I, the old HBO feature presentation city or whatever. Oh, one of my, but, one of my, one of my favorite <laughs> pieces of filmed anything is that, yeah. is that old HBO promo. It's a city at night. The camera swoops through it. You hear the buses honking. It goes yeah. over the suburbs. Then it goes over the mountains. It goes into the sky. What's this coming out of the sky, coming to us out of the universe? <laughs> this cosmic visitation is the HBO logo. We go yeah. towards it. We go into the O of the HBO logo. And unfathomable, unfathomable universal energy, prisms yeah. of, of pure tranquility and understanding and, and galactic harmony are, are flying through this O. And what does it bring us? your feature presentation. Oh, I just yeah. love it. The, the, just imagining the music makes my neck tingle. So Dan, no. you're saying? Mm -hmm. no, and it's I'm the saying. adventures of Ford Fairlane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this thing, this that you, this, this camera the adventures takes you of up. Pluto Nash. It, no. it takes you up out of the mundane world of, of every now and up into the sky into a magical place where the toy is constantly playing starring Richard Pryor. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Beast Miami Master. Blues is playing. <laughs> <laughs> and now now that we've lifted you, now that you've ascended to the heavens like unto the rapture, here's Dream On starring Brian Ben-Ben. <laughs> Still not on HBO Max. Enjoy <laughs> Hot to Trot. Now, I... <laughs> I will enjoy that shit. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'm a kid. I don't know it's bad. I don't know it's got yeah. two things I love, a talking animal and fucking bobcat. And people who are hot to try. <laughs> now, do you think the producers of that movie, that there was an old man who was like, we want to do a talking a talking movie about a, talk, a movie about a talking horse with Bobcat Goldthwait. A talking horse and a talking bobcat? Yeah, make the movie. And then he saw it and he was like, wait, the bobcat's a guy? <laughs> Get this, it's called Hot to Trot. Get it? Because I'm a horse. <laughs> now, I was going to say, like, this is a this is a lovely... The hot part, of course, is Bobcat in this <laughs> yeah. case. I don't know. Horses yeah. are an inherently sexy animal. It's those mm -hmm. haunches. So I, Bobcat's the one that trots? I don't fucking think so, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that these, like... <laughs> look, I, I would watch these commercials too, Elliot, and I would be like, man, if I only could have these cool sets that they're playing yeah. in like that yeah, would be that's so what I said yeah so cool but it doesn't it, it didn't even need to what i'm trying to get to is it didn't even need to be like these nice city sets like i would watch these gi joe commercials whatever or they'd be like they like have like rocks arranged like yeah. artistically and maybe there'd be like some water there'd be like a pool yeah, water, of water and i'd sure. be like there's always like awesome. a little yeah, there's always like a little river and like a fort made out of sticks and things that they yeah. could blow apart with missiles. And I didn't know how to make that stuff as a kid. But I felt like this was the – what was weird about that was – so in, or the way my child mind worked was those G.I. Joe commercials, I was like, some kid made that and they're better at it yeah, than yeah, me. Yeah. But these Ghostbusters mm -hmm. ads, I'd be like, well, no kid made this. They bought it. Somebody bought this for them and I want mm -hmm. it because if yeah. you can buy it, I can have it as long as I've got the green. And that's how I got into – the vice industry That's just to feed yeah, my yeah, Ghostbusters yeah. realistic like, building habit. First yeah, you get the sense. money, then you get the power, <laughs> then you get the Ghostbusters sets. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, child. Oh, just memories. So let's move on. So that's number three. Yeah, we got yeah, yeah. two more left. Let's let's okay. go through the second one. This is my second favorite movie. Oh, classic. Time. This is a classic one. This is a classic, classic one. Stuart, what is it? Tell me what it is, Stu. It's Rocky the Meat. <laughs> So this yep. is a toy. Unlike some of the other ones on here, I actually own this. I still have it in my garage. Yeah. Uh, it was given to me as a gift by, I believe, uh, our former coworker Daniel Radosh. And no, it was given by me. What the? I know, fuck? I know, I know, I know. Oh God, you got me. I wanted you to get mad. I wanted you to get mad. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Dan you gave got me this. Dan's raw. <laughs> yeah, Dan gave me this, and it is a from the Rocky line where they were like, you know what? We're just going to make one of the meat that he punches, that he yeah. practices on, and it is a package. It's just it's a side of beef and then a bloody butcher's apron that you could put on the Rocky figure. <laughs> and and the, my favorite thing about it is it just says – it doesn't say side of beef or, like, punching exercise. It just says the meat in, in big letters. <laughs> yeah, because, the like, they're like, what does Arby's have? It's got this. Rocky's mm-hmm, the meat. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's so, the moral. Uh, there's, now, also, the well, there's also a date on here. November twenty first, nineteen seventy six. So all the Rocky figures they had dated on it which movie they were from. Basically, it would they would say that which move which Rocky movie they were from and what year that that movie mm-hmm. was from. So that that just shows you this is the the original Rocky. You know the famous meat. Oh, I like what that. I love. Yeah, the the specifically is listed twenty first of November, nineteen seventy six. The meat versus Rocky Balboa. <laughs> yeah, the In the case yeah. the meat gets top billing. Well, and because you know why? Because the meat won on points, technically. Yeah, Rocky got the, yeah, got, got the TKO, but the, the meat won on points in the it end. The, the judges were in the meat's pocket. The mm-hmm. rumble in the meat locker. And what yes. I like about this, too, is it is a Star Wars level of making an action figure out of anything. Yeah. Anything that could be made into a figure. But for Rocky, a series that has never been, I think, a particularly kid-friendly film series, you know. Um, but anyway, the meat. You can't, you can't ask for anything better than a side of beef. Action mm. figure, or can you? Because let's, let's scroll, scroll down to down. number one for my favorite toys from movie. Now, again, <laughs> this is a little bit cheap because these are not real toys, but these are. Oh. Uh, this is the my dinner with Andre action figures from the movie Waiting for Guffman, <laughs> which I which are so like the joke in it is well they just sit there and talk right yeah that's what I want my action figures to do I can get action figures that fight ghosts or superheroes or whatever but two figures that understand the importance of good conversation and a good meal. That's yeah. hard to find. It's incredible, yeah. You know, you want you know it is, an it's action just, figure like Andre Gregory, who's gonna come in and tell you about some like bullshit spiritual experience he had across the world, and you're like, that sounds interesting, but I enjoy sleeping under my electric blanket. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, the one that I really want is the Wallace Shawn figure, because finally, an action figure who just listens, who's curious <laughs> about what I have to say. <laughs> Who knows the questions that'll get me out of my shell, you know? Uh, yeah. So, guys, what would you do with your my dinner with Andre figures if you were if you were playing with them? What scenario would you put them in? Uh, well, they would have uh, probably dinner together in some. Okay, form. so sticking pretty pretty much to the template of the movie. You know, yeah. Well, well, I would say just like with my GI Joe figures, I would test the limits of the physicality and the flexibility of these figures. I'd stretch them and pull them and see, uh, I would take them to the edges of pleasure and pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Where that intersects, you know? Now, the thing is, I wish these were real figures because I want to see them in that package that says ages four and up for the, for the <laughs> yeah. Wallace John figure. And to know that some kid... Would get it in the some some kid's grandma went to this toy store. It was the day before Christmas. The shelves were cleared out except for this one Wallace Shawn figure, 
and it gets brought to this kid, and it's the most magical Christmas, and they strap Wallace Shawn to a model rocket and shoot it up into the sky, and Wallace Shawn finally achieves his dream of going into outer space. Did you guys know that was his dream? I didn't. I just learned now. I just assume it is. He's never said it, but I get a real yeah. wants to go into space vibe from him. Thinks, you know? I figure he just wants to, you know, you know, uh, produce the best uh, production of Chekhov that has ever happened. Fair. In space. Because it, the problem with yeah. in, it's easier to Chekhov do Chekhov without gravity. <laughs> Jason is- X plus the cherry <laughs> orchard. <laughs> Starring Wallace Shawn. As Jason? <laughs> I don't know, man. Jason I'm just the is the man. star. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, thank you for joining me on this on this little trip down my favorite uh, movie-based action figures from the Gremlins toys of my youth to the Star Wars George Lucas's family toys of my young adulthood until <laughs> today. Uh, my love of uh, my dinner with Andre and my wish to reenact it in toy form. Ellie, really do you ever think... It. Do you think they're ever going to make a movie where Jason kills a fuckload of Argonauts? Oh, you know that they should. They Jason should make Voorhees, Jason, not Jason, Jason the, Voorhees. The, the I mean, Jason from Jason the Argonauts, he merely... Yeah, he was he on merely, the same team. Right? I mean, he's, I mean he, he's an asshole. He is I mean, famously he does, he an does, asshole. He's terrible so, with Medea. He seduces Medea into killing her family, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you, I feel like they're leaving money on the table to not do Jason and the Argonauts and Jason Voorhees has been hurled backwards in time to antiquity <laughs> and is on the loose just going after I mean you have to have a scene where I know it's conflating time periods but nobody cares you have to have a scene where Socrates is like on trial and then Jason chops his head off or something like or like yeah. Jason stabs Perfect. Julius Caesar you Jason know just takes the Argonauts mm-hmm. yep Jason is inside the Trojan horse <laughs> yeah oh that would be amazing and they're like oh let's bring this horse in here and he just busts out and he's just slashing people's heads left and right. Jason so, goes to Hades. Yep. And Achilles is like, oh, I can beat this dude. And then Jason stabs him in the ankle with a machete and he just fucking dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this, this, you know what? Okay. This, that's what the mini should have been about. Everybody go and erase your memories of this mini. We're going to do a new mini that's all about Jason versus the Argonauts and every character from ancient, ancient Greek and Roman myth and history. But mm-hmm. guys, I'm glad we could all uh, hang out together tonight. Uh, if you'd like to hear more of us talking about toys uh, or just anything in particular, tune in tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, the Flophouse live show. We're going to talk about Masters of the Universe. I will talk more about toys, specifically he-man toys and other toys related to said he-man toys some of my very true real life embarrassing memories will be said and it's all for only ten dollars and dan and Stu have some real surprises lined up that i don't know what they are they're even surprises to me and i'm excited about it so go to the flophouse.simpletix.com again that's the flophouse.simpletix.com and join us won't you tonight with masters of the universe and if you can't make it the night that this is released get your ticket anyway because you can still watch the video for one week only one week only, one week only, like in Dreamgirls, but it's a week instead of a night. Oh, okay. oh, I get it. Yeah, sure. No, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> For the flop house, I've been Elliot Kalen. <laughs> I've been Dan McCoy. Uh, it's me, Stuart Wellington. <laughs> Wishing you sham- champagne wishes and toy dreams. Good night, everybody. <laughs> night. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported